I recently looked over my show's demo and realized that two very famous and most delightful people used a very similar term to describe what was required to make true progress. They both said in the demo that it was important to get out of your comfort zone. Last night, something struck me. Now, I I must admit I wasn't in the best of moods. However, the thing I wanted most was to be in my comfort zone. So I left myself a phone message. Change the damn demo. Well, I haven't. But I have changed my theory on getting out of your comfort zone. I'm Barry Kibrick, and today, why true progress can only be made when you are in your comfort zone. Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is made possible in part by Patreon. Patreon helps creators build and run membership businesses. From podcasters to writers, musicians, artists, and more. With tools that allow their fans to become patrons. More information is available at patreon.com. And by Magic Jigsaw Puzzles. Over 25,000 puzzles and different jigsaws every day to solve. Learn more at your app store. And Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is also made possible by the following contributors. A complete list of funders is available at barrykibrick.com. There's at least a few million new things you can do specifically in our modern times when you are faced with a dilemma. Three of them are you can Google it, look it up on Wikipedia, not really a good primary source. And I I need to mention that. It's not really a true primary source. Or you can check it out on a TED Talk. So when I decided to find some proof for my position of not only staying in your comfort zone, but seeking it whenever possible, there were over 350 million Google pages that had those words in it all supporting the theory of needing to get out of your comfort zone. Okay, I didn't stop there. I decided to look further into the situation. I'm a detective at heart. I went to TED Talks, and in the search bar, I typed in comfort zone. And up came over 150 talks that used those words. And I scanned and skimmed each one. And every one of them, from the most scholarly, well-known TED Talker to people I personally never heard of, all, without a single exception, use the term, you must get out of your comfort zone if you plan in some way to improve your life. Balderdash, I said to myself. Actually, I've never said the word balderdash, but what I did say did begin with a B and it had an S in it. So I really couldn't believe it. Was I so much out of sync with the great minds of TED Talkers, which, by the way, I really do love watching, but probably now will never be invited to speak if they should see this episode. Now, a normal, normal human being would just stop and say, well, I guess... My theory is wrong. Ah, 
the benefit of not being normal. I fought against them all. Let me begin with one classic example that came up quite a number of times. And it was stated that if we didn't get out of our comfort zone, we would never learn to walk. And here's the reasoning behind it. The courage to stand up and walk is getting out of your comfort zone. That's what every psychologist and sociologist will swear by. Balderdash, I said again, while learning, uh, I'll never say that again, trust me. While learning to walk, you're trying to stay in the comfort zone as long as you can. I've personally witnessed this from two of my children to my two grandchildren. And here's the fact, and you'll be able to check this out and observe it yourself. When they are attempting to walk for the first time, or just getting the feeling of walking, they're always holding on to something. Could be a parent's hand, the coffee table, you name it. And whatever it is in their grasp, they're holding on to it. And guess what? They won't let go no matter what encouragement you give them. You can say, come on, Johnny, you can make it. They're not letting go until they at least in their young formative minds feel that they can take that step, that comfortable step and make it to the couch or another table or another parent's welcoming arms. You see, It's being in your comfort zone that allows you to take the risk. In fact, everything I did that I was successful at was because I was in my comfort zone. Now, remember, my comfort zone may not be the same as yours and probably isn't. And probably no two people have the same comfort zone. So I want to state that right out the bat. And even if I wasn't in my comfort zone, I immediately, real quickly, got there. So I began to really start developing this theory. First, I want to clearly state that I do understand what both these guests meant when they said you need to get out of your comfort zone. It's just that I don't believe it is the right thing to do in any situation. And I'll give you example after example, some of them that were used on my own show. And the demo you can check out is still on the website. So you'll know that both of these men who I talked about, I truly admire. And by the way, they are truly brilliant and I enjoyed their company and their wisdom. I'm even going to share with you who they are because what they said was really at the time and still on a certain level, important. One was Maynard Webb, the chairman of the board of Yahoo. He used the example of being thrown into an unknown situation, but was willing to step outside his comfort zone to take it on. The other was the creator, director, and the judge of So You Think You Can Dance, Nigel Lithgow. He used it to show how dancers must get out of their comfort zone to become great dancers. In other words, if you're a tap dancer and never did contemporary jazz dancing, you'd be better and you really better step out of your comfortable tap routine and try something new. 
Now, again, I really want to state how much I admire both of these men and don't even disagree with the way they use the term, but I'm unequivocally stating that it is really not what's happening. And if we keep using a term like that and believe it necessary for success, it will hold us back rather than propel us forward into the positive position we seek. So let's start with the example of being thrown into an unknown situation. Not necessarily talent, just an unknown situation, like an opportunity to tackle a new job you never did before. Should that throw you out of your comfort zone? My answer is absolutely not. In fact, it will propel you into a new comfort zone. Let's look at two ways of responding to the given situation. And I'll use an actual example that happened to me. In fact, I want to give some kudos to my dad here. He always said that the only advice you should ever give anyone is what you would do in that situation. It's the only advice that honestly you really can give someone. So here goes. I can dedicate an entire episode of how I broke into this business known as show, but here's the abridged version that will support my point. I was thrust into an opportunity to go on television. I was a year out of college and my dad was working in Alaska. I went to visit him and my mom over the summer and he asked me seriously what my plans were. I told him I wanted to be in television, but I could never break in in a place like New York City. He suggested try Alaska. So, I went to their PBS station in Anchorage, and they only hired students from the University of Anchorage. On the way back home to my parents' place, I saw a sign on the old Seward Highway that said KIMO-TV, the ABC affiliate of Anchorage, Alaska. I already had my dad's sport jacket on, which I borrowed for the job interview at the PBS station. So I entered through the main entrance, and at that time, we're talking too many years ago, no such thing as security, just a simple receptionist at the front of the desk. And I told her, listen, I want to break into the television business, and I was willing to do anything. I was willing to sweep the floors, pull the cables, whatever it would take. This is when the story gets really great. But as I said, I have to dedicate an entire episode to it. So I'm just going to cut to the chase. That day, I was given the opportunity to go on the air that night as the youngest sportscaster for a network-affiliated station. Now talk about being thrown out of your comfort zone. No time to practice, no time to know what to do. I only had a moment to go home, tell my parents and brother, and head back to the station and do the 11 o'clock sports and weather. But here's the thing, it really never felt out of my comfort zone. In fact, I felt very comfortable with it. The situation itself gave me joy. After all, what did I possibly have to lose? 
I only had everything to gain. In fact, it was one of the greatest days of my life, and I relished how comfortable it was. Now, of course, as I said, we are all different. Someone else being thrust into that position may have said, no way, I'm too nervous, I can't handle it. But if it was something you did want to do all your life, guess what? It's because it was in, in particular, my comfort zone. It surely was in mine, and that's the point. You don't want to aim for anything outside your comfort zone or try to be in anyone else's comfort zone. You just want to stay as close to possible inside your comfort zone. And remember, we all have different ones. So let's even get back to those dancers that are thrown a curve and so you think they can dance. They've mastered tap and now they have to do hip hop. Well, guess what? No matter what they say on television, they entered the competition because they believe they are great dancers. In fact, if you listen closely to the interviews they give, they all say to some extent or another, the only time they ever felt comfortable, and some of them have truly traumatic experiences, was when they were dancing. So although it may not be tap that they specialized in, they would still be comfortable attempting hip hop or ballroom because dance is in their comfort zone. And those that do great at all the different types of dance, they do so because they're the ones that become most comfortable with them. Those that don't go home. The answer became so overwhelming. They function best when they were in the zone. Then I began to replay in my mind some different thoughts and different things I saw, especially about athletics. Every golfer tells you they were just in their comfort zone. That's why they were so successful. Even Nick Faldo, the great golfer and sportscaster, is always commenting, and these are his words, man, he looks like he's really in his zone. Think of the greatest thinker, Einstein. He always did his best work when in a comfort zone. He even admits it. He discusses how one of the ways he did it was by playing his violin. It soothed his soul and allowed him to do his best thinking. He didn't step out of his comfort zone. He pushed himself into it. But then again, before I thought I was completely alone on this issue, I decided I better get some backup since it bucks so much of modern thinking. So here come some heavyweights to help tag team me out of this ring. The first is a Dr. Andy Malinsky, who received his PhD at Harvard and is currently a senior professor at Brandeis University's business school and its Department of Psychology. He wrote a recent article 
and it was titled, When You Should Stay Right Inside Your Comfort Zone. And he writes, comfort zones get a really bad rap, and I couldn't agree with him more. But is it really true that nothing good ever comes from being in your comfort zone? We know that's not the case. And he continues on and he says, and that you need to step outside of your comfort zone to do or learn anything? From the research he conducted, that is not the case. And here's why. He goes on and says these words. If everything were outside your comfort zone, you'd likely be overwhelmed and ineffective. You need focus, energy, and attention to grow and develop successfully. And if you're stretching yourself in every possible direction, you won't have what you need to succeed and will likely suffer from poor performance. All right, I had one psychologist on my team. I'm going for somebody else. Found something by a Melody Wilding, an internationally renowned business consultant. And she begs her clients to please stop telling me and your employees to leave our comfort zone. She writes that when she's pushed through her comfort zone relentlessly, as the leaders and the experts advise, it makes her burn out. She learned the hard way. And more importantly, she knew to honor her boundaries of her comfort zone. Since then, she says, it's became a huge asset and has helped make her tremendous strides. Now, for a little history about the way this got out of hand, literally, the comfort zone originally referred to an optimal temperature. 72 degrees, they say, is the comfort zone for most homes. But psychologically speaking, it is a state where a person feels at ease and in control of their environment. How overcoming this state became the obsession of the self-help movement is very curious. In fact, there are so many false ideas when it comes to self-help that part of my mission is to blast some of them apart. The idea of using anxiety to enhance performance actually gained traction around the late 1990s. And in 2009, what really propelled this thought was a well-known British management theorist named Alice Dare Witherpeat. And he really thought that established wisdom went like this. In understanding and managing performance, the key is the management of the stress. And he described anxiety as a tool to assist in performance management. And you know how it goes. Once something is written and considered fact, it remains that way. Yet, thankfully, in 2017, just two years ago, a paper at the University of Leicester found that there was absolutely no empirical evidence to support this idea. Nevertheless, 
Despite all the evidence to the contrary, the notion that stress is good for performance is still being peddled in almost any management textbook. When we recognize our comfort zone, we get back from anxiety to a place, if called upon, where we can act in our most efficient way. Plus, we have an awareness through calmness that is a key to responding properly under any situation, especially, and this is the catch, one that is very stressful. For in a world of increasing demands, our comfort zone acts as predictable spaces of mastery. They act as containers to shore up our confidence, gain momentum, and think clearly. In a book I recently read by Megan Daum, The Unspeakable and Other Subjects of Discussion, Megan says that comfort zones can be a place of much gratification as long as we're effective, and here's the key words, effective within them. The key to contentment is to live life to the fullest within your comfort zone and to stay in those safe waters, but plunge them and plunge them as deeply as possible. For if you are good at something and it feels comfortable, do it a lot. If you're bad at something, just don't do it. So you see, staying in your comfort zone doesn't mean being idle. You still want to always push yourself. In fact, if you are to achieve anything worthwhile, you must push to the limit of your comfort zone, just as that child learning to walk. You hold on until you are comfortable enough to take the next step. And also, that our comfort zones are very elastic and very different from each other. As I mentioned before, my comfort zone allows me to talk in public and speak directly to you, not only with comfort, but with joy. For someone else, this may be the most terrifying act they could think of doing. Plus, I'll go one step further, again, just like the child learning to take that first step. Sometimes you may dip your toe out of the comfort zone, either by being forced to or by circumstances outside of your control. But that doesn't mean you want to stay there. Remember, you are going for optimum performance at any task you must accomplish. And sometimes, and I was so blessed to have this man on my show, Ray, Bar Ray Bradbury, the great author. He actually told me, sometimes you do have to jump off the ledge and build your wings on the way down. But you only should do that if that type of action is in your comfort zone. For me, it is. For you, it may be terrifying. It doesn't matter where your comfort zone lies within the spectrum. 
It's just that you want to be as close to it as possible in order to be the best that you can be. So to all the self-help gurus and TED talkers, I only hope for your sake that stepping out of your comfort zone makes you comfortable. For if not, please change your opinion. I'm Barry Kibrick. Please feel free to visit my website at barrykibrick.com where you can check out our podcasts and where you can contact me directly. And remember, I do answer every email and would love to hear your thoughts about this topic or anything else you might like to, to discuss with me. It really, I'm open to it all. So until we meet again, take a deep breath and realize that you are not crazy for wanting to be comfortable. Dip a toe into the unknown waters of life. If the temperature is right, then take the plunge. If not, make yourself comfortable. Till next time, everybody. To become part of the Between the Lines family, go to barrykibrick.com. There you can join our book club, participate in Q&As, catch past episodes, listen to Barry's podcasts, read his blog, and experience exclusive online features, all at barrykibrick.com. Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is made possible in part by Patreon. Patreon helps creators build and run membership businesses, from podcasters to writers, musicians, artists, and more, with tools that allow their fans to become patrons. More information is available at patreon.com. And by Magic Jigsaw Puzzles. Over 25,000 puzzles and different jigsaws every day to solve. Learn more at your app store. And Between the Lines with Barry Kibrick is also made possible by the following contributors. A complete list of funders is available at barrykibrick.com. Mm-hmm.